Okay, we are go, I think. This is a podcast about the Aquabats, right now about the Aquabats Super Show. I am joined by, go ahead and introduce yourself. Kate Lynn. Kate Lynn is what we're going with today. And Lita. Very good. And I think we have a theme song, a very short theme song. Which is strikingly familiar to me, but it's just a theme song for today. Um, we're just going to go with that. So, let's talk about the Aquabats. Let's. I, I introduced both of you to the Aquabats, as I recall. You um, did. You, because you're my sister, and it's awesome, and I wanted to share the Aquabats with you. And you, because you're my little girl. And I was like, you should see this, it's awesome. Um... So a little bit of background, the Aquabats are, were originally a ska band, like a third wave ska band in California, like OC area, and this all happened when I was like in junior high and high school and stuff, and I didn't know Honestly. anything about it for years and years and years. And that's okay, you can wear that if you want to, Miss Kate. Lynn. Caitlin. Um, so, I didn't know about them at all for a long, long time, and then they got a TV show, which I gather took them a number of years to do, and by the time they got the TV show together, they'd already established a number of personas, which they were superheroes, and they play music, and they fight bad guys, and they just wanted to make a TV show, and it was really awesome. So I saw it on television because I was watching My Little Pony, I think, on Hub. <laughs> How Little old Pony. were you oh, then? Yeah. Um, it was only a couple years ago, so I was probably like 32. If I had Hub, I'd watch My Little Ponies. Yeah. <laughs> Wait. Why, Sounds why, fun. Why would you watch My Little Pony? Aren't you too old for My No, Little you're, never, you're never too old for My, for Little, My Pony. Little Pony. My Little Pony's fantastic, but we're talking about the Aquabats. So, after it was done, I think the Aquabats came on, and um, I had like the show, I had the TV on... For some other reason, and I turned the TV back on, and it was still on Hub, and so I saw what looked like a show that I'd seen that was called The Acrobats, which I actually thought was like luchadors at first, because they do kind of look I, like luchadors. It's, it's masks. <laughs> it's, it's the masks, definitely. Something like that. Yeah. And so um, I thought, you know, I didn't know what this show was about, but I happened to have heard that they were involved with Matt and Mike Chapman, who we love through uh, Homestar Runner, where Lita and I are both huge Homestar Runner fans. Um, as well as a number of other of our friends. So I'm like, oh, that looks, that guy looks familiar. Who is that? I think we were watching the one about the haunted paddle tram. <laughs> and he's in that one. So, yes. so I saw it and I'm like, oh, I think I can see a cameo of Matt Chapman. I'm going to like watch this. And then Eagle Bones stepped onto the screen and I was a goner because I think Eagle Bones is really cute. <laughs> and from there I had to watch the show. But you saw he was really cute? Yes, that's true. That was the first thing that got me hooked on the show. And the second thing was that the show is really hilarious. Wait, why did you think I... Eagle Bones was cute? <laughs> how? What do you mean, how? You don't think he's cute? Which one do you think is cute? Ricky. You think Ricky is the cute one? Yeah. Okay. Which one do you think is the cute one, Lita? I think Ricky as well. Really? I think so. I'm outnumbered That or, two or to Jimmy. One. I do like Jimmy the robot. Yeah? Yeah, he's pretty cool. <laughs> So anyway, um, watched the show through, loved it, watched all the shows, like, 
And it was really, like, excruciatingly hard because they were only on once in a while, and I had to wait, like, two weeks for another episode. But then you had the DVD, and then you introduced it to me because you gave me the DVD, and you're like, watch this. And yeah. I did. Because <laughs> I was like, all right. That's pretty much exactly how it went down. Yeah, it was, it was yeah. good. Good times. And I, I've had listened to all their music since, right? Yeah. Like, you I, used to, you burned me a CD, too. Right, of their music. All right. That, I think what you're doing, Caitlin, is adding additional sound, which we do not need. So if you could cut that out a little bit, it would be awesome. And we can continue. So we want to talk about the first episode of the Aquabats Super Show, because that's what I'm most familiar with, not being super familiar with the band. If we were in California, which we're not, I would be seeing them a lot whenever they performed. But we're not. We're far away on the opposite edge of the country. So sad. Anyway, first episode is called Man Ant. Let's yeah, start describing what happened from this episode. Well, let's oh. start with previously. Oh, previously on, on the Aquabats Super Show, we see some footage which doesn't really make sense. Doesn't make sense. <laughs> because, Never does. Because Go. it is not on. It is not. They're just. They're, there's parts of shows that aren't a TV show. So you, you think it's from unaired clips yes. that they cut? I heard, actually, that it is from an unaired pilot, which we have on DVD in the other room, which we're going to watch and get to in this series, if we keep doing this series, um, from an unaired pilot, which I, the name escapes me, Taco Trouble, Tortilla I, Trouble, something like that. <laughs> Probably <laughs> something about food, though. That makes a sense. A couple times. <laughs> yes. So we saw some footage from that, and that was previously on the Alphabet Super Show. Then we get the uh, show theme song and the... Basically, the best action sequences all cobbled together and with a really kicking theme underneath, <laughs> which I love. Um, then, you know, uh, we get those sort of splash panels, like comic booky, where like some the little bear on a raft oh, or yeah. something. It reminds me of that book we used to have. Un- when they find a sub, which is from a show, which we will hopefully get to. Right. Something like that. At the beginning, they always introduce it with these little It's like that book we used to have that you would push the button and say, A worm on a chair in my spaghetti. With big pauses in between, just like that. Yeah, it was really funny. So, we open with the Aquabats. They're performing a birthday concert in somebody's backyard next to a pool. So fun looking. I want to go to this Yeah, I don't know why I wasn't invited. There was a pool. Everybody... There were people in the pool listening to water, and guess what? The song said, we'll party forever, and guess what they did? They party all night. All night. Party in the USA. Perfectly exactly right. They party all night long. We don't stop. We never end. My favorite, I put a little heart next to this bit, is my favorite bit um, among, like, four or five favorite bits of the episode where... They're performing it in the morning, like the wee hours of the morning, and they're like sluggish, and they're going, we don't stop, we never end. <laughs> Please, it's honest lyrics. Yeah. Um, but the one thing is, the girl was staying awake all night, and her hair is in a mess, and she's not asleep, and she said, you have to go already? <laughs> they should have went five hours ago. <laughs> Yeah, it just seemed like they were playing a long, long time at this concert. She must have been having a really good time, though, because she wanted them to stay, you know? Okay, so um, they they don't 
Sing, uh, they have to leave, okay, they have to leave because the Burrito Brothers is under attack. They can see off in the distance an explosion has happened and it's clearly in the direction of the Burrito Brothers Burger Shack. I believe it's Jimmy that tells them that's where it is. Because he is a robot. A super smart robot. Which, if you wreck his metal, you might find skin. Right, parts of him look like skin. If you dig underneath his robot arm, there's... Did you see it when his yeah. arm came off? Yeah, when his arm comes off, you can see later in the episode, you can see he's got skin going on to like his, close to his wrist, and from there it's like a metallic hand. Yeah. So, I, I don't think the skin is real. I bet it's something like how on Commander Data on um, Star Trek, they've like simulated something that looks like skin, and then, and then it can appear like he's wearing gloves. That makes the most sense, right? He's supposed to be a humanoid robot, like a human. Yeah. Yeah. So... Burrito Brothers is under attack, and they have to run off. And the girl, as Caitlin has pointed out, um, just is very upset that they have to go. So they sing her a quick happy birthday, or rather, they don't sing her happy birthday, because at that point, happy birthday song was not in the public domain. <laughs> oh, you could wow. not use it. You had to pay every time <laughs> you sang the song. So they just give a little, like, trill on the piano, and they say, happy birthday from the acrobats, and hand her a cupcake. <laughs> With a candle on it. One candle. <laughs> One single candle. And she's turning 18, I think. You think she's turning 18? She could be turning 18 in that. Yeah. It's tough to tell exactly just from looking. Um, so they all pile into the battle tram, and there's this awesome extended buckling and switching sequence where, like, every single member has to buckle in, and you see the buckle. Every single person is, like, flipping a dozen yes. switches. <laughs> It's probably the longest one of those, and I, I'm hoping that partly they did this to show that when we drive in a car, we buckle up, yeah. so that all the kids watching can be like, oh, they're buckled in. Safety first, everybody. Safety first. Um, yeah, I'm never going to say that. You're never going to say safety first, but we know you buckle up when you ride in a car. Because that's the only way to get on the road that y'all make me. Right. This but Lisa never buckled up. You never buckled up on the way home from fair. There wasn't a seatbelt, silly. It's a little that different. Right. For kids, there's right. special, For kids, there are special yes. rules. But I, the Aquabats are very... But I buckle up every time. You know, the, the Aquabats are interested in safety when they're driving in a uh, battle tram. Why? So, you always want to put safety first. Because how can they take care of other people and save the world if they don't buckle themselves in? Anyway, moving on, um, they arrive at the Burrito Brothers, but it's already burnt to the ground. Um, <laughs> they're very devastated by this, too. Because they, they, they really are so hungry, and the they really wanted a burrito. Mm-hmm. Oh, and there's, like, these shows in the middle of it where there's, like, this bat. They have a bat symbol, and this bat is, like... We'll talk about that one. I want to get to that because it hasn't come up yet. Mm-hmm. Can you hold that thought? Yeah. Okay. They find a card saying what they think says Manant, and they swear that they will find this person after they eat. So they all they don't end up eating. They they try to though because they um they're about to, and then I don't know if Jimmy's scanning for food, but he realizes that there's something coming over the radio about tiny burgers. Oh, I thought they were going to the burger place place because they wanted burgers and then they found out that it was being you know i think it's both i think, I think it's kind of both they're like oh let's, um, let's go get food. Please get back to the book 
broadcast. Yes. If you'd like to take a break, Caitlin, you may. And come back yes. in a few minutes. So Just they, so you know, there will be different people over the broadcast. Like next time there might be an Emily or Julia. Over the time we do broadcast, uh, we'll invite multiple people and see yes. who shows up. So they they show up at the Tiny Burgers and there's no one around in terms of employees, but suddenly they're attacked by men wearing helmets that look like ant it, antenna. Yeah, ant and they're just running heads. around. Ant, ant heads. Yes, they're attacked by like ant heads. Caitlin is doing it like a showing us what it looks like with her fingers and sprouting antenna out of her head to show us very good likeness of what they look like. So, you, I'm gonna... What I liked about that part was that when they were punching him, they really only punched him in the helmet, <laughs> which was... Super, super ridiculous. Because when they're punching, and there's a metal helmet, go down here, not up here! See, I, I have in my notes that that was a really awesome fight scene, that I like the choreography of the fight scene. I wrote, choreographed fight scene is super good. Oh, I'm not saying it wasn't good. I just thought it was it was very funny when they added that part in. He punches the helmet and it's just like, oh. And, yeah. Ouch. But it was, yeah. The one spot. Oh, did we skip? Oh, we skipped the foam marshal. The fight scene doesn't happen until after what I call foam oh. marshals, because they're commercials, but they're Bloopy. not. Really, Gloopies. Oh, Gloopies the sponsor. Yeah. For, um, I will tell you the commercial. Harry Hyder. Yeah. Harry, Harry Hyder. Go ahead. This is Harry Hyder. So when you are, let's say, you breath stinks, or you're chewing gum, when your mom don't want you to see it, Harry Hyder is a mustache. Comes in all different things, even a pink Harry Hyder. Mm-hmm. And you can get them, they black the gum, and they black the bread. So, even buy one for your mother. There you have it, everybody. Caitlin just gave us even, almost even better, if I could say that, commercial for Harry Hyder than Gloopy even came up with. Nice job, Caitlin. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, <laughs> thank you. I really wanted to add that applause. All right, so... Um, so after Harry Hyder commercial and the alphabets come back, they have a fight scene. I thought it was good. They, um... The it was wonderful. Helmeted ant men leave. And, um, as they're, like, fleeing the scene, the alphabets chase them out the door and find a DVD lying on the ground with the mark of Monont <laughs> on it. So, they, um, they're gonna have to find Monont. They pile into the battle tram to watch the DVD, but Crash is distracted by something really strange, there's like a dog wearing a <laughs> costume that's shaped like corn and it has like a pointy thing on the head. So I'm like, is I think this, that was also supposed to be part of the corn. Is this a corn dog or a dog at corn? Like the point. And then he walks up to him and it's a dog, okay? Everybody, he thinks it's a dog, not a human being, not a sentient being, but he walks up to it and says, Hi, I'm Crash. <laughs> So that's another one of my favorite bits. <laughs> I, I also like the fact that they had a real dog in there at first, and I'm curious whose dog they used, but <laughs> they had a real dog, and then as soon as Crash walks up to him and says, Hi, I'm Crash, it's clearly just a toy dog. Yes, they say dogs. We noticed that, but, you know, it's a show, yeah, it was and just, we love it, so. I, I like the added, the added hilarity yeah. of it. I don't know. <laughs> Looks so realistic from far away. 
So then they um they start the DVD up, but in order to do this, Jimmy the robot has to type in about like four hundred keystrokes to get the DVD to work. And they all just look at him for about a try turning it off and turning it back on again. <laughs> Maybe they should have done that instead. So and is it just me or there's something weird like about the way Bones looks? Like his hair is really flat or his goggles <laughs> something about his goggles are covering more of his eyebrows or something? Maybe. Just, I feel like that early on their their masks were like kind of off kilter half the time. Mm. <laughs> what do you so, mean? What did off kilter mean? Like sideways. Like Yeah. Oh, careful, careful Caitlin, you're leaning on uh, the stand where your mic is. Mm-hmm. No, you were leaning on the, the this is table. Just don't lean on it. And so, um, they they watch the DVD. The DVD immediately awesome. starts with um, the bad guy announcing, I am Manant! To which the crew react, Manant! Maybe we've been saying it wrong. <laughs> but the bad commander isn't convinced. He goes, maybe Manant's been saying it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> like the fellow does not know his own name. Yeah, you never know. <laughs> so then, I kind of like how Manant is trying to tell them how awesome he is, but he's doing it with a bagel in his mouth. Yes, because he's, he's really just so small, and so he's holding up a bagel, and he's going. Want to know what he's doing? Since he's tiny, he's picking up a tiny rock and a regular sized bagel, and a tiny rock about this big. It's bigger than him because he's about that big. And so for him, uh, picking up a bagel is a huge, huge feat of strength to show off how strong he is, I guess. Maybe he's going to attack them with a bagel. I don't know. So they um, cut, I think, to Crash, who is buried in sand, sand up to the neck, which kind of like a, from a production standpoint makes me wonder how they did that. Like, it looks really good. There's just, he's... Looks like he's buried up to the neck in sand, almost. You know, right? Yeah, you true. can see all the sand around him, yeah. and I'm kind of wondering, like, how you put something like it's, this it's together. Probably like they have like a hole, and then they just have a board around there, and they have the sand around the head. So it it's looks a like long. Even... It's almost like yeah. a huge, huge bit of flooring around his neck. I think it's a really good job. I, it has me wondering. So I like that. Um, so he's calling out for help, and we cut to a little bat cartoon, which Caitlin would love to tell us about right now. Okay, so a bat cartoon. It's about this sleepy bat that just woke up. He blasted his alarm clock with a weapon. He must go through a lot of alarm clocks. <laughs> and he goes there. Here's the funny part. He's closing his eyes and not reaching the handle with his eyes. And guess what? What? Then he finally opens it. Why didn't you just open your eyes to begin with, right? Yeah. Yes. I wish you guys could see what Caitlin is doing and guess to what? show us the pantomime. And guess what? His friend, since he's a bat, guess what he's doing? When he pours his milk into a cereal, the milk goes downwards because he's hanging upside down because he's a bat. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, the part that confused me about this cartoon was when he first wakes up out of bed, there's a hairdryer on his floor. Okay? Wait, no, just, no, the funny part is... is, is the, no, 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 hear me out. Is the bed on the ceiling? And if so, does he have a hairdryer glued to his floor? <laughs> or, everything, everything or, else that, uh, here's the other funny thing. 
that drop when he put it down? Then how did he blast his alarm clock with air? I don't know. Yeah, see, these are the big mysteries of life. We don't know. It's a cartoon. That is anyway, a gigantic we'll mystery to, of life! We'll have to keep wondering about that one. So, um, let's move on. There's a scene uh, about Crash. Oh. May I pause this moment? Guess who my mother knows? My mother knows Aquabat! I particularly know Crash just a little bit because I met him. He met Ooh, he met him. Ooh. I really wanted to add that, so I did. All right. So, um, I'll tell more Crash stories in a later point. Right now, I want to get back to the, um, the scene. So, what happens is uh, we have Crash. He's buried to the neck. Man Ant walks up to him and says, Remember me? Or, I forget. Yeah, we, we, we meet again, again. <laughs> I believe. And then you see a flashback of how Man Ant came into existence. Crash is a little kid. He finds he's dressed like an acrobat still yes. as a little kid. He's yeah. as a child. He has a, a helmet, anti-negativity helmet. Yeah, um, we know just like as he normally as he normally is seen. Mm-hmm. So he um, he's there. He finds a genie lamp. Out pops Rip Taylor, who I don't know from anything else, but apparently some people will. So, apologies to anyone that is offended that I have no idea who Rip Taylor is except for this episode. He's okay, very, I don't know who he is either. He's very funny. So, in the like four <laughs> seconds yeah. that we see him, I like him. So, then um, he says, thank you for freeing me, you have a witch. And Little Crash's wish is for a part man, part ant, bad guy for my dolls to fight. Makes sense, you know. <laughs> a little kid. Doesn't look like he's doing anything. Oh, now it is. Awesome. So, we're back. This is, um, we're trying again here. So we, we lost Caitlin, and we lost a small snippet of recording that we tried to make. But where we left off, we were talking about the genie, played by Rip Taylor, who I don't know much about, but we think he's funny. Very funny. And there's probably some other people that know more about him than us who could think about it in their brain right now. Right? Go. So. <laughs> Better so. be thinking. <laughs> So, Crash, um, little Crash, wishes for part man, part ant, for his bad guys to fight, for his dolls to fight. And he specifically wishes the half man, half ant, part man, part ant, to be a bad guy for his dolls to fight. So he's probably bad. That's maybe yeah, his bad story. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. This is his origin story. Anyway, he's about to interact with him, but then Crash's mom comes to the back door and shouts at him. Who is actually Crash, just dressed up as a woman. Crash calling for him. So, mm-hmm. but it was it was entertaining. I like that. So he just crash. Did you break the toaster? <laughs> and I am curious what he did to break the toaster. There's another episode where it's revealed that he tapes the fish to the television set. So <laughs> maybe shove fish in there. I don't. I don't I, know. He either he had something with fish or he's just kind of distracted <laughs> child. I would be willing to believe either one, right? Yes. So anyway. Flashback over, that's where Manant came from. Manant is pissed off at Crash for basically creating him and then abandoning him. <laughs> I do not inside. remember that the genie grants you a wish, but, you know, it's, it's a kid. Kids forget things. Mm. It's all good. So anyways, um, Manant has decided to steal Crash's power, um, so he takes, like, a little bit out of Crash's neck with a syringe, and he takes more with a hose. And this part, like, kind of gets me in a weird way. Like, I don't know, I hate this part. Like, I'm so upset at Manant for manipulating Crash this way. He, like, shows him these <laughs> pictures, 
And one is a picture, and it's winter is coming, and this sheep has been shorn <laughs> of her coat. So she's so cold. And Chris, she's just like so upset so about sad. it. And then. A poor innocent sheep. <laughs> the next one is a baby calf <laughs> wearing roller skates. Pushed down the stairs! You can't even tell that it was pushed down the stairs, but he, he makes sure he says that it was pushed down the stairs. Yes. So terrible. She makes it so much more evil. <laughs> What's very evil? What's gonna happen? And Crash is so upset that he's like, his, normally he'd be growing huge because he's getting emotional. But all of that power is going into these large barrels they're filling with his, they, they have written on the barrels, grow juice. So you know what's gonna be in them. It's whatever chemical is in Crash that creates the super growth. So anyway, um, stealing Crash's power like that, we cut back to the battle tram, inside of which um, Jimmy and MCBC, the back commander, are sitting there talking about um, burger huts and finding Crash. <laughs> because by now, they've gotten to the point in the DVD where Manette says, and by now you've noticed that Crash is gone, and they all turn and look, and, and actually, Crash isn't there. I think one of them, I think the bad commander asks Crash aloud, is that true, Crash? <laughs> yes. <laughs> is that true, Crash? And then they all look, and he's just not there, and they're like, no. So then, um, sitting next to Jimmy, he asks him, saving Crash is more important than burgers, right? Right? <laughs> They're just so hungry, you know? Jimmy, Jimmy nods. Yes. You're right. <laughs> Jimmy's got it together. He's good. The Bat Commander looks super skeptical, though. Like, he's like, uh, you know, food. Crash. He's so, torn. Yes. Um, so he, um, they drive out to... I can't remember what the impetus is for driving out to the edge of town where the anthill is. Yeah, they is saw the anthill. Because of, and okay. they were like, oh, there's a giant anthill over there. Let's go get Crash. <laughs> so they drive to it, and Crash is buried in the sand right next to this. Which I thought they ran him over. Yes, I think that was what it was meant to look like. Because when he looks up at the underside of the battle train, he's underneath but, it. Yeah. Um, you can tell they're just driving next to him, but as... Again, as before, I wonder how they made him appear to be buried in such a large area and managed to not hit him like there's a stunt driver driving the battle tram and it doesn't hit him. I was really impressed with that. That's true. So, it seems very dangerous. <laughs> um, they okay. do all their own stunts. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Which is kind of amazing and pretty cool. Um, not a big surprise. I have seen and read that the Bat Commander had done lots of stage stunts prior to this. Before they're, they had their show. They're just all actual stuntmen from other things. <laughs> and they're like, ah, well, it's, it's fine. Yeah. Yeah, at least the Bat Commander seems to just kind of be a stunt <laughs> guy as part of his personality. <laughs> um, so, underneath the battle tram, they find a cartoon! Yay! Um, I love these little segues where they do a cartoon of them, anime style. I like how it continues, too. It's like where they left episode. off. <laughs> so good. Do you want to talk about it, or should I? Yeah, you can go ahead. Okay. So, this cartoon involves a space puppy and space bees. I like how the space bees have helmets, because how else would they survive in space, obviously? Yet, <laughs> none of the aquabats have helmets. Exactly. <laughs> and neither does the space puppy. <laughs> we know that's not real, though. Right? Yeah. As yeah. soon as he has a dream in which this puppy has gone down a moon crater, and he's calling after it, Puppy! And so then um, he follows, he wakes up, and actually, like, they stumble out of the battle tram, and they 
follow, he follows this puppy. First, they had to have a smooth landing from a <laughs> spring. <laughs> yes, they just have a spring installed at the front of the battle tram in case yeah. they're ever in case you know, for that exact scenario. Heading for the heading moon. for the moon, and they need a nice soft landing. Mm-hmm. So they land. They do look a little dizzy. They forgot to latch the cage. For the space bees, and the space bees get out and chase them around. Do we ever find out where they got space bees to begin with? No. It's like the first time they go into space and they have space bees. <laughs> Again, I think it's in case we are in space heading towards the moon. And we and might have space, and we might need the space bees for space like honey. Space honey, yes. They are always hungry. We're on the same wavelength, I We're think, good. you and me, Lena. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so, um, while the space bees are chasing the other four around, Bat Commander chases the space puppy, which is sort of a, either an illusion or... Um, a sort of hypnotic suggestion or something. Yeah, he's, and he's just kind of following it. He falls like, down the crater and winds up captured by Moon Cheese. End of snippet of episode. So yeah, Moon Cheese has got him. His last line is, "Who the what? Where's the puppy? Where's the puppy? There's a lot of puppies in this episode. Is there? Oh the yeah, puppy, yeah, crash. Yes, and uh." So then after the cartoon is done, they all laugh and wriggle out from under the battle tram. Now, I wonder if this is a continuity error, because Crash was clearly trapped, buried up to the neck. And he was underneath. How did he get out? But he just comes out. He just gets out. He's like, all right. Fine. Everything's good. Managed to get out somehow. Magically. The puppy helped him. Maybe. (laughs) They do like digging. Um, So... Man Ant is nearby, right, about to terrorize some picnickers with his ant slaves. Yes. Which he has just sort of Which, taken. for some reason, the picnickers decide to still put their picnic basket and blanket down, even though there's a giant ant right on the I, hill. Maybe they were distracted by their picnic. It's so delicious. It did have fried chicken in it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we mm-hmm. find that out later. So, at this point, I've written, Man Ant wants revenge and fear... Because he talks about doing this everywhere. Soon nowhere will be safe from the ants. Like, the ants are going to overrun everything. Yeah. To what end? He's the bad guy, though. That's what Crash wished for. So, of course, he has to have some crazy mastermind plan. Okay. So he's probably like, take over the world. But he can't. Because, you know. Yeah. (laughs) He's he's trying, though. He's got got the beginnings. (laughs) So he's controlling these ants via his antenna. Um, he, you can sort of see the sonar, sonar or whatever going out. Which I think was actually just like giant circular things that they actually, right? Was that the circles? What? I, it was represented by circles. I assumed that that was some sort of post-production animation technique. I don't know. To me it looked almost like it was actual, like, they used, they just kept... No, because <laughs> they expand. They start in the middle oh, of the head and expand outwards. They, they weren't just holding up, like, wire hoops or something. That... I mean, that does sound like it's up their alley, I but feel it's like not it was, what's happening. I feel like it would be something they would do. I don't, I, it wasn't the, it was later. I'm not talking about the one that was out of his head. It was later. There was something else. Okay. I'm not entirely sure what it. you're talking about, so yeah, we'll have fine. to maybe rewatch this one and talk about it if we have a next episode. Yeah. <laughs> no, um, okay. So then, uh, Man Ant calls out his aunt slaves, aunt servants, whatever, onto, you know, the world, and the acrobats show up, and they start to have a fight, and as Manant is commanding them to go forward and just fight, he shouts out, show them how we do it downtown! <laughs> Which is another of my favorite lines. 
I like that line. Because you sort of wonder what he's referencing. Where is he from downtown? Maybe that's where all the burger joints were from. (laughs) They're all downtown. Oh, it's it's a threat. I am going to blow you up just like those burger joints. Yeah. They were downtown. I got it. I see. So I, in particular, like the scoring during the fight scene. And that it's the theme song from the beginning of the show, sort of battle music. Yes. And I like that. I like the fact that they have ant forks to help them fight the ants because clearly that means that they've had this problem before <laughs> and that they're like, ah, oh, just get the ant forks. That's right. Yeah. Well, um, of course, yeah. So um, so then they're, they're fighting and actually Manage is getting the better of uh, old MCBC, the Bat Commander, and he's, he at one point like takes takes his punch. As he's punching, he just grabs it with his hand and sort of, like, twists his arm. And it sort of seems like they're losing until Ricky shouts out, Ricky Fitness is in trouble or needs help! And and the Bat Commander perks right up to, like, save Ricky. So I thought that was kind of a nice little, oh, you know, poor Ricky. He's clearly the youngest member and the most, like, greenest guy on the team and needs help and assistance, and the Bat Commander's gonna go save the day by helping Ricky out. (laughs) But it's, he, it's a good message. Go help each other. <laughs> yeah, of course. They're a team. And so, but he needs a buttermint first. He oh, yeah, like, that's right. He's so weak with hunger. He's basically, like, crying. <laughs> and the picnic and basket moaning. had fallen over, and he really wanted to go to the fried chicken instead of Ricky. Not to mention how many picnics normally have fried chicken. I'm just curious. I'm yes. not really a picnic person, but... Yeah, the whole episode. The fried like, chicken did look pretty good, though. It, it did. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So he needs a buttermint. Um, Jimmy has one stored in his hand from, from a wedding. Wedding that they, they performed. Yeah. He shoots it at him, catches it in his mouth, and eats it. And then Manette stops to make. Takes him a while to eat that too. <laughs> He's sitting there chewing away. And so um, Manette says, "What is this? A kindergarten snack break?" And then the bat commander says, "Oh, it's on!" And it's totally on at that point. He jumps at him. Tears off his antenna so that he loses contact with his ant slaves. <laughs> and um, they actually attack him. Yep, they go and attack uh, the man ant. The man ant. The man He shouts, Get your mandibles off me, you dirty ant! <laughs> Very nice reference to the Planet of the Apes. I like that. Okay, yeah. Um, Crash actually defeats the other ants by kicking them into the sky. Where they then explode. Yep. That was some force there. That was nice. good. I feel like I remember reading or coming across a piece of trivia that suggested that the kicking and exploding in the sky thing was one of, like, it was a big deal for them, and it was part of what, some somebody's vision for the show. <laughs> you have to have something go into the sky and explode. And explode. It's a key action. Yes. Action part, you know. So we're almost winding down now because they've just beaten all of the bad guys. Manit and, and a few ants actually go off a cliff and... Yeah, because Crash grew real big because he wanted to help everybody and then kicked the ants. And, he and then the rest of the ants, like, fell yes. off the cliff. And, and, and because they, uh, Crash gets emotional. Yes. And when he's emotional, he grows. And since they're no longer stealing his growing chemical, yeah. he's able to grow big. And um, so everything is... Um, made happier because Crash discovers inside this giant anthill that has been built by... That he don't really know who. Tore apart in rage of the ants. Yes, that's right. He's, he's pissed at the ants, so he's so mad he destroys their anthill, and inside it, burgers. All the burgers. All and, the burgers that they stole from those burger joints. 
And so Crash sprinkles them down onto the waiting team members where they just feast on burgers and sing about burger rain, burger rain. <laughs> and to me, like, I feel like the ending could have been a little stronger than just ending on a song and then credits. But I do like it. And I kind of, um, also kind of like the tiny burgers that he's got. Yes. He's stoling them out. I love the tiny burgers. It's hilarious. And then, like, they're just real burgers down there. Yes. Although the one thing I didn't like is I'm not a huge mustard on burger fan. And that's all he was doing was pouring mustard, mustard on the upon burger. Mustard upon mustard. And I was like, you're not going to put anything else on that? <laughs> like, you just... Please, fresh, somebody should be slicing fresh tomatoes on this burger. <laughs> all right. And then episode is ended, and, yep. and we thought, wow, what a great first episode. What a great first Let's episode. go talk about it. <laughs> and then we did. Mm-hmm. And that is the beauty of it. Yeah. So, um, do you have any closing thoughts? What do you feel about, I don't know, what should we say? Mm. Do you like this one a lot? I, I like, like this one. I think there's others that I like more, but this is a good one to get things started because it's pretty well put together. They have, like... You know, the whole beginning, middle, end. They have the bad guy. <laughs> they have their action scenes. Mm-hmm. So it's all very well put together and, you know, a whole as a whole piece. And I love the format of the season one episodes. The format and the feel. I feel like season one was really the prime season. Yeah, Like, when you true. get to season two, things get a little slicker, I think. And um, I think it's maybe a little too slick. Uh-huh. Um, just like the production values, they're being care- more careful to like sand off any rough edges. But I kind of like the rough edges. I like it. It when makes it. It makes it really funny. It makes it almost a little more funny because yeah. it's like, oh, there's this. You don't see it anywhere else because most things are so perfected. So perfected. Yes. But this is almost like off the cuff. The first season is like, oh, it's let's do this. So funny. Just absolutely so funny. Um, there's one line in particular where the bat commander sort of almost like stumbles when they are talking about how they might arrive in time to save a burger restaurant. <laughs> he sort of, sort of stumbles at saying that. I, I love stuff like that. Maybe they didn't have time to go back and record it. Maybe they're just like, whatever, we gotta, we gotta hurry, we gotta rush this because we're trying to get it all done. And that's fun. That's, yeah, I like that. it is fun. Because it's, it's um, like improvisation. It's improv. <laughs> yeah. And I think that is probably um, somewhat of what they're used to. They As to their comedic value. Their stage shows have a bit of that, where it's almost like they're doing a small amount of improv. They'll just sort of start giggling in the middle of talking about something. Yes. It's, it's very fun to see. Clearly they, I mean, we know that Crash and uh, Bat Commander have been with the band since the very beginning. Right. Jimmy since very, very early on. And um, Ricky, a little later, Bones was the last one to join, but we know they've been together for many years now. Yeah. Um, most of them for just so long. And they clearly have so much fun together. Yeah. And I think we're really see, well together. <laughs> you can see that. They're just I mean, having fun. That's, I think the that's the, the whole point of the show, too, with them. They're like, let's just have some fun. Let's go do this. Mm-hmm. Let's make it work. Make it happen. <laughs> and then they did. And it's hilarious. Yeah. Awesome. All right. So we will. Um, if the sound quality on this one is not too horrible and Caitlin wasn't making way too much noise throughout <laughs> the middle part of it, we'll be putting this somewhere so that it can be found and maybe we'll be coming up with a name for it. And Eventually. Like, a know. theme song that's more than just the first couple bars of Doctor Who. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, so until next time, thank you and Tracy and Lita and Caitlin, who's away in the other room. 
bid you good day. Good day.